26 years before this story opens, there had been born to Joseph Marson, minister, and Sarah, his wife, of Hailing, Massachusetts, in the United States of America, a son. This son, christened Ash after a wealthy uncle, who subsequently double-crossed them by leaving his money to charities, in due course proceeded to Harvard to study for the ministry. So far as can be ascertained from contemporary records, he did not study a great deal for the ministry, but he did succeed in running the mile in four minutes and a half, and the half-mile at a correspondingly rapid speed, and his researches in the art of long-jumping won him the respect of all. That he should be awarded, at the conclusion of his Harvard career, one of those scholarships at Oxford University instituted by the late Cecil Rhodes for the encouragement of the liberal arts, was a natural sequence of events. That was how Ash came to be in England. The rest of Ash's history follows almost automatically. He won his blue for athletics at Oxford and gladdened thousands by winning the mile and the half-mile two years in succession against Cambridge at Queen's Club. But owing to the pressure of other engagements, he unfortunately omitted to do any studying, and when the hour of parting arrived, he was peculiarly unfitted for any of the learned professions. Having, however, managed to obtain a sort of degree, enough to enable him to call himself a Bachelor of Arts, and realising that you can fool some of the people some of the time, he applied for and secured a series of private tutorships. A private tutor is a sort of blend of poor relation and nursemaid, and few of the stately homes of England are without one. He is supposed to instil learning and deportment into the small son of the house. But what he is really there for is to prevent the latter from being a nuisance to his parents when he is home from school on his vacation. Having saved a little money at this dreadful trade, Ash came to London and tried newspaper work. After two years of moderate success, he got in touch with the Mammoth Publishing Company. The Mammoth Publishing Company, which controls several important newspapers, a few weekly journals, and a number of other things, does not disdain the pennies of the office boy and the junior clerk. One of its many profitable ventures is a series of paper-covered tales of crime and adventure. It was here that Ash found his niche. Those adventures of Gridley Quayle Investigator, which are so popular with a certain section of the reading public, were his work. Until the advent of Ash and Mr Quayle, the British Pluck Library had been written by many hands and had included the adventures of many heroes. But in Gridley Quayle the proprietors held that the ideal had been reached, and Ash received a commission to conduct the entire British Pluck Library, monthly, himself. On the meagre salary paid him for these labours, he had been supporting himself ever since. That was how Ash came to be in Arundel Street, Leicester Square, on this May morning. He was a tall, well-built, fit-looking young man with a clear eye and a strong chin, and he was dressed, as he closed the front door behind him, in a sweater, flannel trousers and rubber-soled gymnasium shoes. In one hand he bore a pair of Indian clubs, in the other a skipping rope. 
having drawn in and expelled the morning air in a measured and solemn fashion which the initiated observer would have recognised as that scientific deep breathing so popular nowadays he laid down his clubs adjusted his rope and began to skip when he had taken the second floor front of number seven three months before Ashmarson had realised that he must forego these morning exercises which had become a second nature to him, or else defy London's unwritten law and brave London's mockery. He had not hesitated long. Physical fitness was his gospel. On the subject of exercise he was confessedly a crank. He decided to defy London.' 